Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Beauty Boss Show. So today is a special tribute to all the moms out there. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I know that I did. Um, wonderful time with family, and I know that my mom is is tuning in and listening uh, today to today's show. Today's show is going to be a little bit different. So you know that in the past we have done what we call Bomb Mondays. Today's Bomb Monday is going to be dedicated to all the moms, but especially, especially to single moms. Those that don't know my story is going, you're going to get to hear a little bit more about me and know about me and why I am sitting in this chair today. So I hope you're tuning in because this is going to be, you can take notes. It's going to, it's going to be great for taking notes, but most of all, it's about taking it more into your heart because I truly feel like today is a little bit different and a little bit more special than all the other shows, just because it's going to be closer to your heart for sure. So hopefully y'all are tuning in. If you are just getting in, you don't have um, access to watch on Facebook Live. That is okay because you can download the TuneIn app and look for Vinyl Draft Radio to tune in. you can also go to www.vinyldraftradio.com and you can listen live. So put on your earphones and get ready to hear a show. So so um, usually when I have a guest in here, and as you can tell, I am solo today. <laughs> I am all by myself, but that's okay. I could still have a party in here. I have my Starbucks coffee and ready to go. So those that have attended any of my classes or you're one of my clients that sit in my chair you know a little bit about me but listeners don't so where did Brenda come from and where did she start if you heard the first episode that I was interviewed with Bertrand you got to hear a little bit of my story and if you didn't that is okay so who is Brenda I am uh, 21 years old No, I'm just joking (laughs) just joking I wish but however I have a 21 year old But um, when did I start the industry? I started the industry when I was, I say, four years old. Not so you can guess my age, but just because of the fact that that's when I started cutting on my Barbie doll's hair. I knew from that day that I wanted to cut hair. Like I had this creative side already a part of me and I wanted to do something different. I knew that I always, of course, every young girl has this ambition that she's just going to be known and everybody's going to know her name and she's just going to be, you know, model of the universe, whatever. Um, But that's not who I really was. I wasn't really that person, but I did know that I loved doing hair. So I would cut on my Barbie doll's hair. I would change their look, change everything about them. My mom would always ask me, what are you doing? Why are you cutting on their hair? I spend so much money buying you these dolls and all you're doing is changing their hair. Well, (laughs) me, I looked at it like they all look the same. I I don't want them to look the same. They all have to have their own creative look. So I would go in there and cut their hair and make them all uniquely different. So every Barbie doll did not look like the Barbie dolls that were sitting in the aisles for sure. So by the time I was in the fourth grade, Mom was um, at a a church choir practice, and my sister was supposed to be watching me, obviously. She was not, because I broke open my piggy bank, and I rode my bike down the street and at the convenience store, 
And I went and got a box of Miss Clairol and came home and colored my hair while my sister was talking on the phone to, I'm sure, some dude, I guess. But anyway, I colored my hair. And back then, granted, this was, you know, early 80s. Uh, you're looking at like that wine color, burgundy, which is coming back nowadays. Um, but back then it was really, really popular. So colored my hair and I'm sitting, you know, wash it have it ready for school the next day. And in the morning I wake up, I go to eat breakfast and I'm sitting at the breakfast table and my mom just keeps looking at me. My mom continues like just giving me this, you know, that evil eye that you hear how most Hispanic ladies do. They give you that evil eye. So I could just feel her like looking right through me. And I look at her, I'm like, mom, you know, what's the matter? And she says, what did you do to your hair? And of course, you know, a lot of it's in Spanish and very, very upset. And I said, well, I colored my hair. Do you like it? And oh, my goodness. I thought that, I mean, if it wasn't a belt, it was a chancla. And if y'all don't know what that is, that chancla was like a boomerang. It's like a boomerang. It could go like cut corners. So my mom, you know, is like just going nonstop. And I knew I was going to get in trouble. But it was so worth it because I was the only girl in the fourth grade that had this wine colored hair. Like I just was so cool. So anyway, she got over it. We went on past that. But come the next year, my fifth grade year, I had long hair and um, Cindy Lauper was really big. Do y'all know who Cindy Lauper is? I mean, she was, I mean, she was the you know what back then so she had this really awesome haircut that it was like shaved on one side and long on the other side and I just thought it was the coolest so I wanted that haircut and of course I would go to my mom and can you take me visible changes I want to go get my haircut that's what I want to do and she was just like no you know it's too expensive to to go to those places and on top of that what if they don't do a good job and whatever but so no we're we're not going to do this you're, you're just not going to do this maybe some other time and you know being the baby of the family we don't take no very well as you know so um, mom again, every Thursday, mom was gone to choir practice at church and I go in the bathroom and I cut my own hair. Now, granted, I got in a lot of trouble the next day when she was like, I Nina, what Kita, what did you do? And it was like, oh my goodness, but mom, look, I'm the coolest kid. And I mean, it was just so fantastic. It was, it was awesome. But getting in trouble again <laughs> was worth it because I had the coolest haircut. I looked just like Cindy Lauper, except she had orange hair and I had black hair. So anyway, um, one thing that my mom did compliment me on was she was like, you know, for not having any skills, you really did do this haircut really good. Like there's no pieces out of line, like nothing. So that day forward, I was like, I'm going to do this. When I grow up, this is what I want to do. I am. I was just so eager that this is what I was going to do. So, of course, later on, many years later, I'm in high school and I have a choice to either be on the drill team or do I want to go into cosmetology? And of course, I decided to go into cosmetology in high school, which, you know, we've talked about um, CTHS, a great program. Miss Martinez was my instructor. So I went half a day to Rayburn High School for um, my core classes and then half a day for cosmetology. And it was fantastic. By the time I graduated, I had my license in hand and I was ready to get out into the industry and ready to work. 
So, of course, my first job was Supercuts. And those that down Supercuts, I will tell you, it's it really grounded me because I was really trained. I felt like I had a good core principal background when it came to cutting hair because that was their specialty. So I had a real great foundation. Of course, once I left there, and by this time, granted, I'm already married um, at 18 years old. I'm already married um, and already starting a family as well. So, you know, starting a family and getting ready to go and into the beauty industry. And those that know back then, it was kind of, you know, my dad was not very huge on, you know, going into cosmetology because back then it was known as a hobby and not a career. Um, dad now knows because now he's my biggest supporter, my biggest cheerleader. And, and so is mom. I mean, mom was always like, do what you have a passion for. And this is where, where my passion was. So I definitely was going into something that was my whole heart and soul. And I loved every bit of it. So that's where I knew going into this, this is what I wanted to do. So there was the beginning of my career. So I know that there's so much more that, and then there are probably some of you that don't even know this story and you're hearing it for the first time. So here pretty soon, I'm going to give you even more because if this sounds like your story coming up next, you're going to hear the rest of where my journey began before the beauty boss. Welcome back. So you are listening. It's a special tribute to moms. As you know, Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday. And I always look forward to to Mother's Day. It's a special, special day, not only um, because it plays, you know, close to my heart, because I have a very amazing, amazing mom, and not just because she's my mom, but those that know my mom, you you know why, and you're you're going to hear why. But also, I have two boys, too. And just like you out there, you know, many of you are moms and in the beauty industry, and it's not an easy industry, for sure. I definitely know that. And that's why today's episode is dedicated to moms that work behind the chair that, you know, are makeup artists, they're entrepreneurs, you know, anyone who is a sole proprietor or self-employed being in the beauty industry, you know that we have to be some really bad asses. I mean, for sure, because of the fact that we work hard. We definitely work hard. So um, my story is not an easy, it, it wasn't easy to get to where, where I'm at today, but it definitely was worth it. So in the first segment, you heard kind of where, where my story began, where my passion began for the beauty industry. And we, we left off with, you know, leaving high school, I already had my license. I had a trade. I was ready to get out there. And my first job, you know, like I said, was Supercuts. And and a lot of people think, ah, Supercuts. Well, it was a fantastic place for me to start because having that core foundation and principles to hair design, it started with Supercuts. So I had a really great foundation. And, you know, I started, you know, making money, earning money behind the chair, by, with an hourly wage, which was great, uh, wasn't a whole lot, obviously. So I depended on my tips. Um, as you know, that's what we do today. Um, but it was so well worth it. It was so well worth it. So in beauty school back then, it was known as a hobby and not a career. However, I was not going to give up on it. And so I, I ran with it. I knew what I wanted to do. 
So I went into, you know, doing hair at Supercuts and, you know, I, I really was rocking and rolling. By the time I knew it, I became a manager of one of the locations and I really felt like my career was booming. And, you know, dad wasn't, both mom and dad weren't that great about it, but, you know, they were like, okay, let's see what she's going to do with it. Well, by the time I knew it, I ended up leaving Supercuts and I had went to working for private salons. So I started you know, kind of dabbling in with color. Color wasn't a strong point, of course, when I was at Supercuts. But I played around with it a little bit. But back then, we used caps to highlight hair. You know, both men and women used caps. So no foils, none of the techniques that we use today. So when I started dabbling into color, it was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to try. Foils were back then known to wrap up your tacos, not foiling on someone's head. So I had to learn it, took a lot of classes, a lot of training and, you know, and went for it and grew a new passion in the industry was definitely going into coloring. So by the time I knew it, um, by this time, several years um, into the industry, I finally decide I want to really get full force into color. By this time, I had become a single mom, and being a single mom in this industry definitely is hard. I did take a break for a little bit thinking, I need an hourly job. I need something that's steady. I can't depend on commission because by this time, I wasn't with Supercuts and earning an hourly um, rate. I was working off of my commission. So I uh, started working at a private school and left doing um, hair thinking, okay, I'm a single mom, I'm raising my kids, what better way than to teach at a private school and take my kids with me to school and come out at the same time. Little by little, I found that that was not where my heart was. My heart was definitely being back in the beauty industry. So that did not last, but maybe two or three years. And I was back into doing hair again. And by this time, my mom, I had spoken to my mom and said, you know, I want to go back to to college. I know that I didn't finish because, you know, I got married and so on. So I want to go back to college. And at that time, I finally started working full time in a salon and going full time to school at the same time. Talk about hard as a single mom. Very, very hard. But I had the love and support from my mom because my mom was a big cheerleader that was like, your dreams can come true. They can, you can definitely reach them, you know, and especially when you have schooling behind you, it's going to help you even more. So she played a huge part in taking care of my kids while I was working and going to school all day. I mean, 15 hour days, Monday through Friday was definitely a tough reach for me, but, but I did it. Uh, Once I Got further into it. Um, by this time, I was working at Ulta Salon and Cosmetics and was also working as a market trainer. I was managing one of the locations and working as a market trainer, traveling a lot. So traveling in the industry made it even harder because talk about being a single mom and missing a lot of soccer games and track meets and cross-country meets and so on. But I knew that I wanted to provide for my boys because they were my whole my whole life. And those that follow me on Facebook or any of my social media p- platforms, you see pictures of my boys. And, and you know, I, I had them by myself from the time that my youngest was two years old and my oldest was five. And 
you know, all the way through high school and being a single mom. But I knew that if I was doing something that I was very passionate about, the money would come and they would be taken care of. And working two or three jobs wasn't unusual for me to do. So I did it. Luckily, I had the support of my family and it it made it that much easier. So and when I, I went for it, um, by the time I knew it, the one who didn't know about this industry was the one who came to me and said, you know what, I'm ready to start a business. I want to retire. And yes, that was my dad. My dad, both my parents came to me and said, we're, we want to retire. We've got money to invest and we want to start a business. And will you leave Ulta and come and help us, you know, do this? And we did. We opened a salon in LaPorte, Texas, and um, ran it for several years and very successful business. I was very happy and it was, it was such a great teamwork there because of the fact that it was mom and dad involved. My sister was a salon coordinator. She did a fantastic job. And um, I got to do what I passionately love. Um, From that day forward, I started becoming an educator. I auditioned for Redken and became an educator for them and traveling a lot again. Um, But I loved it. I loved it. It was a great company to work for. And from that day forward, my dreams just started to flourish. I mean, they never they they never ended. So I continued as an educator, worked for Redken, um, L'Oreal for many, many years until I went to Lonza and worked for Lonza for many years as an educator, too. So about 15 years in education and facilitation. And I loved every minute, every minute of it. I'm now, as you know, I'm now the host of the Beauty Boss Show. Now I help, you know, I don't work for a particular brand. I still am behind the chair. Uh, But now I go into salons and I help coach. I work one-on-one. I do now balayage is my thing. Um, Color is my thing. Being, you know, color certified and being out there just uh, really taking all the core training, um, tons and tons of of hours of training, nonstop training. There's never enough because the minute you start to feel like, you know everything, then it's time to get out of the industry. And I definitely don't know everything, but I know enough enough to get me to where I'm at today. One of the biggest things is I knew that it was hard, a hard journey to get where I'm at today. But now I go and invest my time into helping other salons and other stylists and growing their business and growing their skills behind the chair because that's so huge, so huge for me. So I love to see people flourish and be successful because I feel like if I didn't have great mentors in my life to help me along the way that I could reach out to, then I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So um, what are the biggest things, you know, being a single mom with the lifestyle of being a sole proprietor. And if you are a single mom, you're probably thinking right now, oh my gosh, I can totally relate to you. You know, working long hours, being behind the chair, you know, as well as I do, there are nights that you work till eight or nine o'clock. There are nights that I've worked till 11 or midnight before doing a color correction. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. And then I'm speaking real right now. It is so true. So being a single mom, it's definitely not easy because long hours behind the chair you want to be with your family but you got to be both the husband and 
the wife. You've got to be the mother and the father. And this is where you kind of pick up both roles and you pick up from there and you go. Um, but what were the biggest the biggest advices that I took from mentors along the way? And there's several of them that I want to share with you because I think that you can relate to them and it'll help you as you're going along your journey, because these are things that I really stuck to that helped me to be successful. Um, What are some of my big advices that I picked up along the way? Well, one of them in, in business is one of the biggest keys is removing toxic people from your life. And you know what I'm talking about, removing toxic people. Having toxic people in your life can totally bring you down, not just in business, but also just add that chaos in your life. It, and when you have chaos in your life, there's not a balance. There's definitely not a balance. So how can you balance both work and your family life? And especially whether you're a single mom or you're not a single mom, this is key. Toxic people tend to bring you down. And what happens is you can't move forward because there's too much toxicity. There's too much negative around you. So the key to staying positive is remove all that that just stands in the way. That's huge. And you know what I'm talking about and totally can relate. Um, One of the other things is include your kids in your business. Have them be a part of it. Sometimes you can feel like they can be toxic. I understand you. Believe me. I went through that. I raised two teenage boys. Um, and today, I mean, they are, they're rocking. They're, they're awesome. Not, they weren't perfect, but they are awesome boys. And I, I couldn't be more proud. One of them just got home from the United States Marine Corps. He is now home. And Poppy, I'm glad you're home. Um, mom, mom couldn't be happier. And so I'm trying not to be emotional, but I'm so happy. My other one taking his finals, second semester in college. So talk about a proud mom. Wasn't easy, but proud, proud, proud mom. So you're tuning in. I'm telling you, I've got more advices for you. Make sure to jot them down because they are, I'm telling you, they're going to play key in your journey during this time. So what, what other advices do I have? They're coming up your way. All right, all right. So I hope you are taking notes on the biggest advices in business that the beauty boss can give you. This is bomb Monday. So business opportunities Mondays with the beauty boss. And I hope that you'll take this and soak it in because these are advices that I learned along the way and that helped me to get where I'm at today. So lots of mentors along the way. I never was afraid to ask, you know, someone to be my mentor because if I felt like, man, I really love what they're doing in the industry or really love how they handle business. You know, what, what are they doing? What, what's setting them apart and what are they doing? What can I, what can I soak, soak in? I want to, even if it was one thing that I'd walk away from, you know, walk away with from them, that was so important to me. So don't be afraid to reach out and, and ask them, you know, Hey, will you be my mentor? It's okay. It, you know, don't be shy. Just, just do it. So, you know, we talked about one of my biggest, my biggest key advices is removing toxic people. So if you heard it in the previous, you know, and you missed it or you missed it, remove toxic people. It does make a difference when it comes to business. Don't don't let that chaos and and allow toxic people to bring you down because it starts putting self-doubt, fear, all of that. Get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Include your kiddos 
you know, include your kids as part of your business. Let them be aware of what's going on and what you're doing. You know, ask for their advice. You know, I know that I did. And people would sometimes, you know, look at me like, why would you ask your kids, you know, whether this is a good decision, this is a bad decision? Well, because my kids are the ones that have to live through it. So if I'm having to make a decision, a business decision that's going to, you know, change whether it be my salary, how much time I'm at home, how much time I'm not at home, you know, all of that plays key and your kids need to be a part of it. So I I do believe that kids need to have some, not necessarily have say so, but just include them, let them be aware. There's nothing more devastating to a kid than for someone to say, hey, you know, that's great. I heard your mom is, you know, uh, you know, traveling the world. She just became this, you know, big time global artist. That's not who I am, but just saying. Um, and your kid, especially with social media nowadays, and your kids go, oh, I didn't know that. I had no idea. They had to find it out from somebody else instead of from you. It's definitely not cool. So make sure you you let your kids know what's going on and what's up because let them be proud of you too. Hopefully I make my boys proud. They say that I do, but, you know, <laughs> it always makes me feel better when they say it. Uh, make time for yourself. Make time for yourself. Why is this important? Um, you know, with being moms, we are the ones that carry the household. We're the one, you know, taking kids to school, paying bills, making sure, you know, you have enough finances, you know, to your finances are where they need to be before you have a big purchase. Um Dinner time, lunches, did you eat your breakfast? You know, did you study for, for that test that's coming up? It doesn't, it doesn't go away. It doesn't ma- no matter how old your kids are, being a mom, you'll always carry that role. You'll always be that person. You're, you're the number one when it comes to that. You know, dads can be the cool ones, whether, you, you know, even if you're a married couple. Dads are, you know, the ones that that play a huge part for girls because they're the ones that, oh, daddy, this happened, and daddy's going to, you know, make sure to make her feel better if, you know, someone hurt her or so on. But the boys, you know, need dad because of the fact that that's that's the man. That's who they confide in. But moms are the ones that have their back all the time, no matter what. So sometimes we can get a little overwhelmed. I know for me, as being a single mom for so many years in the industry, you know, even if I was, I mean, 500 miles away, if something was wrong with my kids or something, you know, just wasn't going quite right, mom was going to make sure to pick up the phone and how can she talk to her son to make sure that he felt all right before he walked into school. Uh, those that, that don't know, you know, my my youngest son has Tourette syndrome. We were actually just having a conversation about this this morning. And uh, he, you know, went through some bullying through school. And that is a huge role that mom has to always be like, you know what? It doesn't matter what kids say. You know, mom's got your back. <laughs> Even at those times that sometimes I wanted to go up to the school and pretend like I was one of the kids just so I could, you know, make sure to handle that situation. But, you know, moms always have to give the the positivity and, you know, to give the bright side to everything. So, you know, sometimes we can get lost in taking care of ourselves because we take care of everyone else first, but you do have to take care of yourself and make sure you have time for yourself. Um, 
wear the title proudly that you're mom. Yeah, I'm mom. I'm mom and I'm superwoman and I'm Wonder Woman and I'm this. I'm that is who you are. So wear it proudly and be proud. Have a sense of humor about it. Don't be a dud. Nobody wants a dud mom, you know, but just wear it proudly. Um, Have a vision. Have a vision, a passion, and a drive. If you have a vision, you know where you're going to go. You have a passion, you're going to give it all that you have. Everything that's inside of you, you're going to give it all no matter what. And the drive, you can't be lazy. You can't be lazy. There is nothing worse than being in this industry and you think that everything is going to be handed to you. Nobody's going to hand you success. That's just not how it comes. Success is not handed in your lap. Think about Walt Disney. Think about Bill Gates. Think about all of these people. Look at where they came from. That wasn't handed in their lap. They came from nothing. So where they got to today was because they had a drive and they definitely were not lazy. When you become lazy, you allow fear to interfere. Does that make sense? You don't let fear interfere. There's not enough space in my brain for that. There's not enough space for that to happen. So when you have a dream, you got to turn it into a reality. Inexperience is not an excuse. Did that, I mean, can I get an amen to that? Inexperience is not an excuse. There are a lot of people that maybe will say, you got to go to college. You got to do this. You got to do that. You know, that's the only way you're going to make it. Look at some of the people that are turning out to be huge, huge successes. You know, being an entrepreneur, it all that it took was a dream and they turned it into a reality. They didn't use the excuse of I don't have any experience. I don't I don't have the schooling for that. I'm not book smart. That's just a lame excuse because all that it takes is for you to have that dream and turn it into reality. Connect with like-minded entrepreneurs. Look for inspiration. It's okay to reach out to other people. If you like what they're doing, ask them. Reach out to them. What's the worst they can do and say, no, I'm not going to share that with you? Okay, move on to the next person. It's okay to ask. Focus on the positive. In business, as you know, this is where it's about to get real, 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 is It's not always going to be a pretty road when it comes to business. You're not always going to have people agree with you when it comes to business. But staying positive and looking at the brighter side is always a big plus. Lots of long hours, missed opportunities. It's going to happen, but that's okay. That is okay. Now, here's one for you single ladies, (laughs) because I know this was huge for me. Date only supportive romantic partners. Does that make sense? Date only supportive romantic partners. Nothing is more is gets me most than someone who tries to compete with you. So as y'all know, I've been single for many, many years. I am now getting married in November. I did find my partner, my love of my life, but Throughout many years, I've, you know, dated and had boyfriends that, you know, were either in business themselves or, you know, in corporate positions or so on. And nothing was worse 
than having a man that was intimidated by me. I mean, very unattractive, but it happens. Sometimes you're going to run into that situation where your partner is not going to is not going to like your long hours. They're not going to like your your business and they're not going to like that you get more attention than they do. And some of you guys are listening and you're probably like, "What the heck?" It's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm speaking real. I'm speaking real right now. It is very important that you support each other. When it comes to being an entrepreneur, you know that it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of there's a lot of opportunity for growth. But here's the other thing. You can't expect your partner to be supportive if you don't let them in. You got to let them in and let them know, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'd like to do. What do you think? Not always are you going to hear what you want to hear. But what's so important is just having that open communication and having them support you. If they don't support your dreams, then they're not the person for you. Because in order for your dreams to become a reality, you've got to have them have your back. That's a huge key. Huge, huge key. Now, here's my favorite one. Slay the criticism. (laughs) Slay the criticism. Why? Because not everyone is going to like what you're doing. Who gives a crap about what everybody else thinks? It doesn't matter. This is what you're going to bring to the table. This is about your confidence. And what happens is when people start criticizing you, you start to swallow in all of that negativity. And then what happens is you lose your vision on where you want to go. So then you allow self-doubt. You lose your self-confidence, your self-esteem. You allow fear to start saying, you can't do this. You, you can't do this. Like, you know, who are you to think you're not going to have the finances to do this? You're a woman. You're, you know, you, you're a guy that, you know, your girlfriend doesn't support you or your wife doesn't support you. It, there's all of this fear that comes along with it. How are you going to find the right balance for that? You're also going to have people that are going to compete with you and think that they're better than you are. That's okay. You might have people that copy what you're doing. And that's okay, too. When people start copying what you're doing, I look at it as, hey, you know what? That's a pat on my back. I'm going to I'm going to take that as a great opportunity because I'm going to take pride in that. So am I am I speaking? I mean, am I speaking to your heart? Because I know that you're getting where I'm coming from. So the last advice that I come that I have for you, you're not going to want to miss. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you are loving today's show because, man, it is speaking good word. I, I'm, I'm telling you, one of these one of these days we're speaking hair Bible today. That's that's exactly what we're talking about. Hair, hair Bible, not only hair Bible, but business Bible, really, um, because some lots of great tips, hot tips, um, mentorship that I've had along my journey and some really great advices that I like hold dear to my heart and I follow by. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, what keeps you going, Brenda? Sometimes it's just so hard. And these are my advices that I give to people because this is what I I live by. Not only that is, you know, as I said, it's a special Mother's Day tribute. But I I had a mom that, man, she's she's a firecracker. I mean, she is one of those that 
she works hard, I mean, for everything, both my parents. I mean, they came from, you know, nothing and, I mean, retired into something, you know, and, and I look at my parents and I'm like, wow, you know, how did you do that? They had a dream, they had a passion and they had a drive, you know, so I, I come from, from good backbone, of course, um, and also come from very headstrong, strong willed. I mean, uh, my dad, you know, was diagnosed with kidney cancer many years ago, was given a year to live. Um, it's been what 12 years you know and dad's still going strong mom a special tribute to mom because mom would be in mother's day mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer uh, those that are not uh don't know a whole lot about pancreatic cancer but normally you know they they don't survive uh, mom was given three months to live um we're over eight years going on nine years and we might have just celebrated nine years I, I can't really remember it's been so long ago but I mean who does that with pancreatic cancer um, I'll tell you what she does she does so you know we're, we're getting to celebrate another Mother's Day with my mom and it, it's 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 amazing it's amazing so good backbone come from good backbone that's for sure love you mom um so we were talking about some of the best advices, and the last one I left you with was um, slay the criticism. Um, I look at when someone copies something that I do, and we were talking about this during the break with, with Adam, um, you know, when, when people copy what you do, man, I look at that as being flattering. We were both talking about that. That's, I take pride in that because I'm like, you know what? Obviously, I was doing something right if they want to copy me. So don't take it as a negative thing. Take it as a good thing because that is a good thing because that means you're doing something right. So don't take it like, oh, that, that you know what, you know, copied me and she took my idea. No, it's okay. If you didn't brand it and copyright it, well, anybody can use it. So take it as a compliment and run with it and just be like, wow, that I feel good. You know, I feel good. <laughs> you know, I mean, just feel good about it. Just feel good about it. So um, my last advice that I give to everyone when it comes to business is hashtag collaboration versus competition. Okay, so right here, what I mean by this, and those that, that follow me on Instagram, you'll see this hashtag a lot because I'm really, really big on this. And people that know me too in business, you know I'm always going to hand out what I know. Any education or any knowledge that I have, I'm going to hand it over to you. So this is key. Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy in business. So if you've got more experience or you have knowledge in something, don't be stingy and keep it to yourself. Lend a handout. Give the opportunity to somebody else because you're not the only one. We all want to be successful in business. We all want to be a part of it, and we should all build a community. And, and especially in the beauty industry, I always say let's build a beauty community. What is a community? A community is bringing people of, of all ethnicities and with, with everyone all together. Bring them all together into one area. That is a beauty community, what, what we're trying to build here. There's, no, there's not enough room for competition. Competition should not be a part of it. When you start becoming competitive like that, I'm telling you, you're going to fail. 
at one point or another, you're going to end up failing. But when you hand out love and start collaborating with other people and offer, offer the motivation, offer the inspiration, give what you know and share, share. You know, that whole saying sharing is caring. It's so true. Sharing is caring. Because the more that you can do that in business, the more that you're going to be successful. If you start becoming where you're just have this mentality, 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 I'm getting tongue tied this morning, the mentality of being competitive, I, I will tell you, those are not the people I look for to, to mentor me. I'm going to look for people who are humble and people who want to give out because those are the ones that I look up to. So Having that in your mindset and being in business, I promise you, promise you, promise you, you're going to go a long, a long way. So keep a smile. Keep an open mind. Be ready. I'm okay. Give me constructive criticism because I want to grow. But at the same time, what I learn along the way, I want to share it with others. So does that not speak to your heart? I mean, it does, doesn't it? It just, it opens up everything that you see in business. And these are key advices when it comes to business. I promise you, if you follow these key advices that I gave you today, it makes all the difference in the world when it comes to business. Copyright your work, but don't be stingy. Be, you know, go ahead and and share, share the love. You know, that's how develop, I know for me, I'm developing my brand You know, with I do, like I said, one on one coaching, Um, I'm about to start some webinars. Um, If you haven't visit visited my Facebook page, um, it's I have two of them. I have uh, the Brenda Oliveris at Riot Salon. That's my technique page. Uh, You can, you know, see some of my work. Uh, Clients can follow it as well. But then we also have the Beauty Boss Show page um, on Facebook and then Instagram at the real Brenda Olivares. So you can make sure to follow me on there. My key is, you know, you see something you like, reach out to me. You want my formula? I'll give it to you. I want you to do the same thing and rock it. That's what it's all about. So think outside the box. If you're looking at wanting some some online training, you want online coaching, you want to be a part of, you know, having an in-salon education, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm booking for the rest of the year for in-salon coaching, uh, one-on-one coaching, and salon team coaching as well. So lots of opportunity for me to come and visit you in your salon. I'm, I'm here for you 100%, and I'd love to be a part of your team and your tribe because that's what the Beauty Boss Show is. It's developing a tribe in the beauty community and building everybody up. It's not about you know, being, like I said, stingy, competitive, and so on. It's about sharing the love. So I hope these advices kind of helped you. And like, you really sat there and was like, oh my gosh, man, this is some things that I was really dealing with over the last few weeks. And I just kind of hit the wall with it and didn't know what to do. That's okay. That's okay. Even if you need to shoot me an email and say, hey, Today's episode was fantastic. I really felt like I needed to hear some of your words that you spoke today. It really spoke to me. I I hope that's what it did for you. Because even as I was preparing for the show today, um, I kind of got emotional too because I learned along the way some of these things that I bumped my head with. And 
this is what helped me to be successful. And not that I'm done yet, because I know my journey is still not done as as like for you as well. Your journey's not done. You still got a long way to go. But this is something that will help you along the way. So make sure to visit me at brendaoliveris.com. Um, lots coming your way. We've got next on next week's episode, David McCord from RDA will be here. And it'll be a, another business episode that we're going to be talking about. You ever wonder about picking up product, uh, ordering it from Amazon.com or picking it from HEB? Well, next week's show, you're not going to want to miss because there might be something different in that product when you don't get it from a professional. So stay tuned to next week's episode of the Beauty Boss Show. Until then, be a boss and have a boss week.